Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Selena. Together, we are moms to five children, including two sets of twins. At Tweet Dreams, we are passionate about helping families achieve the peaceful night's rest they deserve because we were formerly overwhelmed and sleep deprived ourselves. We love nothing more than helping families achieve their specific sleep goals. So the whole family can be rested and thriving. On this podcast, you'll not just hear about sleep related topics, we'll chat about how it started, where we are today, and the experiences that have shaped us as mothers of twins. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and everything in between. Hey, hey, welcome back to Twin Life with Tweet Dreams. Today on this episode, we're going to talk about feeding twins. This is a huge undertaking, big journey doesn't always look like what we thought it would look like. So we're excited to talk about this topic today. I think it looks different for both of us. I can say from my perspective that I really wanted to breastfeed. And Selena, you tell me about that. Like, were you on the fence? Just solely decided? Okay, so I guess it's complicated. I didn't want to breastfeed, okay? I'm not going to lie. I just always... I don't know. It just never really crossed my mind. It wasn't something I felt like a strong attachment to. I was not breastfed. My mom did not breastfeed my brother or I. And in my family and personal group, most people didn't really breastfeed either. So I just kind of never thought I would do it. I never really had an attachment towards it. My husband really wanted me to try at least, you know, being in the medical field. He has all that data and, you know, was it was really important to him that the twins and my son, I also have a singleton, at least got some colostrum. So that's what they call the liquid gold, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and, you know, that's the stuff that comes out first before the breast milk and apparently, you know, it has a lot of immunity, a lot of benefits for the babies. So, you know, we kind of compromised and said, okay, I'll try to at least give that because I can see why that's important and kind of go from there. I, for whatever reason, felt a little bit better about maybe trying to pump and give breast milk from a bottle just because I already knew going into this, having twins, like, that's already hard. Plus, we're going to try to breastfeed twins. You know, that sounds even harder. I'd like to at least have somebody else be able to help me if they can by giving a bottle, right? So that's kind of like, that was my thought process in the beginning. Of course, my twins were born early. We talked about that in a previous episode. So definitely go check out that where I talk about my birth story and how they were born early. So because they were born early, you know, I didn't get to do skin to skin right away or anything like that. Like they were taken straight to the NICU right away um, to be monitored and in the NICU. And I gave this okay prior to even having the twins. They had asked me, you know, we're probably going to bring the twins straight to the NICU. Is it okay if we give them formula when they get there, if they can take it or do you prefer us to wait or what? And I said, if they need the formula, please just give it to them because, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how long I was going to be in the operating room. I didn't want to delay anything. And I didn't have like this strong, strong connection to breastfeed anyway. So they said, great. So um, they brought the twins to the NICU and what do you know it? (laughs) They gave them some formula right away. And the twins took the formula, which was 
amazing um, because you never know when when children are born early if they're even going to have that instinct to eat. Have that I think it's called the suckling reflex. And it's great that they even had that. So uh, when my husband, you know, went to the NICU and I was still in the post-op room, he came back up and he was like, oh my God, they both took like 20 ml or 10 ml. I don't know what it was of um, formula. This is great. Like the fact that they don't need a feeding tube right now is amazing. So I was like, excellent. They actually gave them the special formula. And I'm sure a lot of my um, preterm NICU mamas know about this formula. It's called Neoshore. So it's Similac Neoshore. And I'm sure the other formula brands probably have a very similar formula. And it's specifically used for preterm babies who are low birth weight, has more calories. So they were on that. However, I was able to pump, you know, while I was recovering and they brought that down to the NICU for me. When I went to go visit the twins in the NICU, they had like the hospital grade pump there. So I was able to, you know, pump and give them whatever breast milk, um, I produced. Did you get anything? And like on- I did. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, the lactation specialist comes in and helps you use the pump. So it's a different experience. Like when you're, twins or singleton is not in the room with you, you kind of don't have a choice. I mean, you have, you're able to try and breastfeed them when you're in the NICU, of course, if if you're allowed to, depending on the, the, the medical circumstance there. But, you know, I was recovering by myself without the twins a lot of the time when I wasn't in the NICU. So the lactation specialist came and helped me learn how to use the pump. And I was okay with that. You know, I felt like them being early, I felt like I was doing something, mm-hmm. you know, other than I wasn't able to watch them because they were in the NICU. I wasn't able to like do the skin to skin right away or anything. So I was like, all right, well, I can do this. Hopefully this helps. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I um, I never actually breastfed the twins. I think I tried to once or twice while I was in the NICU. They had a lactation specialist come help me and... She was like a little aggressive. Um, I'm not gonna lie, and especially with somebody who like was kind of on the fence about it already. She just like took a kid and like stuck her right on me, and I was like, okay, like give me a second, mm-hmm. like hold on, back up. <laughs> and the baby like barely latched, didn't latch, and I had like all this anxiety about how much the twins were taking in. I really liked that I could see on the bottle. Exactly. Okay, she took like X amount of ML. This is great because even though my kids you know, did have that reflex and they did want to eat. They're always monitoring the amounts that they eat in the NICU because if they take a turn for the worse, like, all right, it's going to be a feeding tube. That's just the reality of it. So I really enjoyed knowing how much they ate and, you know, bottles were able to do that, whether it was formula or breast milk. We were able to mix the breast milk and the formula together when we had the breast milk available. Uh, when they didn't have the breast milk available, like if it was overnight, and plus I, w- I had twins, right? Like I, I did not produce enough breast milk for for twins for them to only have breast milk. Um, they gave them the Neoshore formula, and um, they did pretty good on it. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it was it was perfect for me. I ended up pumping for like eight or nine weeks once I got home, and. Honestly, it just became too much. It was like another job. I was already recovering from the surgery, the C-section. I didn't have like this 
grand attachment to doing it anyway. And I just said, all right, I gave it two months. It was longer than I thought I would last. And me and my husband were both okay with it. They were doing great on the formula. They were growing. So we said, all right, we'll just, we'll just call it then. But I know you had a different experience. You like really, really wanted to breastfeed, right? I did. And I think part of it was attachment based. Like I knew I had these two babies coming and I was probably subconsciously worried that we weren't going to feel attached to each other. So I felt like maybe this was a way to ensure that that would happen on top of the health benefits of providing, you know, breast milk. So I had researched a lot, not enough, right? I didn't have support when I really could have had support. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later. So I remember looking up like my local La Leche club and I don't live in a large city. I live outside of one, but I'm not going to pack up my two infants and go and drive 40 minutes to go see like a group lactation, you know, like sit in a group and like, you know, breastfeed your baby. Everyone's going to have one baby, right? So that just didn't feel doable for me. But when they were born, we latched right away. Um, you know, everybody saw my boobs and my nipples, like everybody coming in and out. Like it was like <laughs> very humbling. I remember them being very, very different. Their latches were different. Like the strength of their suck was different. Um, it was also very painful for me right away, uh, which was really frustrating. I didn't even get to see a lactation specialist until like two hours before I was being discharged. Oh, wow. yeah. But in that meantime, like it, I had said, like, I don't want you to give them formula. Like this is so they came in every two to three hours, like around the clock while we were there to get them to latch. Honestly, I don't know that they got much of anything and they were probably starving in hindsight. <laughs> it is what it is, right? Like everybody, they're, they're okay, okay now. now. <laughs> I mean, when I went, like Bryn was my baby B, she was the smaller one. So she was 5'12 at birth. My baby A was 6'2. And I remember when we went to like the two day post birth or post hospital leave um, appointment at the pediatrician, like Bryn was like, five pounds, you know, so she had lost and some, oh, you know, and some of that, yeah. you expect that like with the water weight you and do, everything yeah. we expect it. But I just remember, and I was, this is kind of traumatic, but I remember seeing the nurse practitioner. She was a woman, very nice. She could tell I was fish out of water, miserable. Um, and she kept saying, well, you know, this is what I did, but I only had one baby at a time. I, I didn't have twins. And so she, I just mm -hmm. automatically felt like my situation was just that much harder. Um, they did give me formula, like those little tiny, like baby, um, like, the yeah, like premixed. Ones. I know what you're um, talking about. Yeah. They're like, here, take mm -hmm. a case of this home, you know? And I remember we, if I'm remembering correctly, we probably gave them some formula that night, which would, would have been maybe five days post-birth. And they just like guzzled it down, they downed, downed it. it. Um, <laughs> but my milk came in, they're born on a Monday and it came in Thursday. And I had like an excessive milk supply and a very strong letdown. So strong that like, I remember I would get like my boppy pillow. I, like I get my mug of water, I'd get in the chair, I get the boppy pillow all in the place I wanted it. And my mom would like, 
bring me a baby and like the milk would just be like shooting across the room. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like your body knew you needed like double I know. The milk. And like anytime I would just like see a baby, I just would have a letdown. And so like I oh, didn't geez. have a, it's called um, a haka, um, you know, hand pump, yes, which if you're going to breastfeed twins, like let's get one of those. Like I didn't understand like how to get my supply the same on either side. What are we doing when they're both letting down, but you're not tandem feeding. So I exclusively nursed for two weeks. I remember my very first pump session was like on Halloween or something. My twins were born on October 16th and I could see like literally how much I was producing. And when we put it in a bottle, I could see how much they were eating and I could have my husband help me or somebody else, which was a huge benefit just for my mental health. I still continued to latch them. You know, my baby A had like a super just fierce, strong suck and latch, but it was super painful. And then my baby B had a very just weak, she'd cry a lot of times on the breast, like out of frustration. I had to use a nipple shield with her. It wasn't pretty guys. It was a lot of tears on everybody's end. It would take me hours to get them both fed. And then by the time I was done, they were hungry again. So seriously, hats off to twin moms who breastfeed and at all nurse i mean wow it's it's a big deal and if you can just get yourself through the first couple hard months i feel like you kind of get to that promised land but even then like if you nursed a day 10 days 10 weeks a year it's all good right so yeah that's a little bit about do what exactly. you can that's what i always tell people like do what you can don't feel pressured, you know, especially if you're having twins like you. It's just so much more work, right, guys? Like, I'm sure the twin parents listening here, you know it. You know how much more work this is. And I know it's a very popular saying, but I truly, truly believe that Fed is best. Okay. Like, it really is. Like, I don't want anyone's mental health to go down the tube because you're trying to breastfeed and you just have this notion that you have to, have to, have to do it. You have to do whatever is best for you and your baby, okay? So I just want everybody to remember that fed is best. And if you do nurse, breastfeed, pump, whatever, like amazing, right? Even a couple days, like good for you. A couple months, couple years, like mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like Lindsay, I, I'm sure you totally agree. It's just moms have so much going on that if you need to use formula, it's okay, It's totally okay. Exactly. And it's not like you're not going to feel guilty. There's always going to be some guilt, no matter what the situation is, not even talking about, you know, how we feed our kids, just like naturally, I think how we feel. I remember when we talked about um, sickness a couple episodes ago and in my mind, I was like, but I breastfed them for six months. Like, did that not count for anything? Like that's kind of where my brain went, which is silly. That's a good point. I didn't even, I didn't even, um, that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. And I mean, who knows, right? Like I think there are benefits to breastfeeding, breast milk, colostrum, right? Like these things have been researched. There are definitely benefits to them, but just always keep your own mental health in mind too, because I think what a baby or twins need first and foremost is a mother and parents who are mentally stable and if if you know giving your child a little bit of formula or 100% formula helps you in that regard i think 
that's going to help the whole family, right? So do what you can try your best. That's always what I tell people, you know, some people breastfeeding comes so easy Mm -hmm. to them. Like breastfeeding is easier than giving formula for some people, you know, like they just put the babies on the boob and that's it. They latch and it's amazing and it's great. And then that's a great story. But if that's not you, that's Mm -hmm. okay too. Hey, Twin Mom, we see you. When we say we get it, we really do. At Tweet Dreams, we are a team of sleep consultants who are also raising twins at home. Our twin sleep coaching packages are specifically tailored to your babies, making the journey of teaching independent sleep as stress-free as possible. Trust our years of experience working with twins so that you can feel relieved that the answers lie with us. Start by booking your free discovery call to learn more because we can't wait to meet you and help you with your sleep goals. You can find the link to book your call in the show notes. When we think about feeding twins specifically, I had an issue with, first of all, I think we compare, even if it's boy, boy, girl, girl, boy, girl, twins, they're not going to eat the same and same amounts, not going to eat the same duration. One eats quicker, one eats slower, one eats more, one eats less. I feel like as a mom to twins, that was something I would get hung up on a little bit. Also, we had a big struggle with bottles, finding a bottle that my one baby would have drank out of a bucket. Like she just was like, I'll drink out of anything over here. (laughs) My other one was so picky. And I think it's, I think she did have some sort of like shallow palate looking back or like a tongue tie that we didn't get addressed. I remember saying tongue tie or lip tie to my pediatrician. He kind of just like looked at me like, huh? I'm like, okay, never mind. Like (laughs) she just won't. Her latch was super uncomfortable. And we had, I wouldn't advise this unless you, I don't know, you tell me what you think. We like registered for our bottles, right? I had every kind. I don't think I would do that again. (laughs) Every kind of Tommy Tippy bottle. That's what we used. I had the newborn set. I had like the you know, midway set. I had like the weaning set, the whole nine yards. And my baby A would not take a Tommy Tippy bottle. So it kind of has like, and we're going to have a lactation specialist on. So I can't wait for her to talk to us about the different bottles that are conducive with like an actual natural nipple, uh, which hello, I wish I would have known that. Right. But I was like, oh, Tommy Tippy, cool. So she wouldn't take it. (laughs) And I had to, I was using a spectra, uh, spectra pump and they actually come with two bottles. And so, uh, with the kit and my daughter loved those bottles, but they only came in like four ounces or something. And so we'd have to feed her like two, like as she got a little bit older and I had to buy more. And so it was just really sort of a headache more or less to have we know when we bottle feed twins, we have a counter full of bottles, right? Scrub brushes, drying oh, yeah, racks, so many. sterilizers, all that stuff. And then I had, I had like a million bottles. I could totally relate and then to I this. Had them eating out of different bottles, which was just so frustrating. It, eventually she grew out of it. I would say, um, I would say about six months old, we finally got to switch them onto the same type of bottle, which was great. Mm-hmm. Did anything like that happen for your twins? I know one of them had reflux, right? Yes. So similarly, I registered for bottles. I don't know why I did that. It just sounded like a good idea. Um, 
not knowing anything about bottles, I just picked one. Which so kind? I picked the Komotomo, okay. I think it's called. Those just um, be pretty good. Yeah, they, they were good. But I had to buy a bunch of other ones and I'll explain why. So my baby B had reflux um, and I didn't know that initially. I didn't know that what she had was reflux. Um, my baby A ate great. She kind of like yours, she could eat out of like any bottle, no problem really. My baby B, like she was just a strange eater. We would feed her and then, you know, instantly she'd just start crying and she would like cry through eating. I have some videos of this just that I showed the pediatrician because I was like, is this normal? Like, is this gas? Is she in pain? She looks like she's in pain, but she's eating, but like all the formula is dribbling out of her mouth at the same time. So I don't even know how much she's getting. She does burp, so I don't think it's like completely gas, but I don't know. So we gave it a few months. And then I think by like the five month mark, like I was like, all right, listen, this is like not normal. My child should not be like screaming through all of her feeds. And she didn't have colic because colic is different. As- aside from when she was actually eating, she was like, okay. All right. So she wasn't like colicky. She just like had an issue with the feeding. So I tried a lot of different bottles thinking maybe like, you know, there's like the Dr. Brown ones that are supposed to be like gentler and like ease gas or something. So I got like a couple of those. I got some different nipples, different nipple sizes. I swear to God, I think I tried like every bottle on the market to try and um, fix this problem. And it definitely was not bottle related because no bottle like changed it. Right. So I just spent a lot of money on mm-hmm. bottles and and then I went to the pediatrician and they were like all right let's just see if it's reflux um you know we'll we'll prescribe you the medication i think it's famotidine and it's going to be very simple if this problem stops then it was reflux if this problem continues even when you're giving her the medication then it's not reflux it's like something else so i was like all right we'll give her the meds uh we gave her the meds and what do you know like different baby, you know, much better. And I was like kicking myself because I'm like, oh my God, I should have just given her these meds sooner. But, you know, being a new mom and like just being the person I am, I I didn't like want to jump to give like my new baby medication if I didn't have to, right? So I was like, oh, she'll probably grow out of it. It's fine. But yeah, we gave her the meds for a few months. And I think, you know, right around like 10, 11 months, stopped giving her the meds or maybe earlier, maybe like right when she started solids and, and she grew out of it. And she was fine on whole milk. It wasn't a formula allergy or anything like that. I will say the NeoShore that they give premature babies, it's its a lot heavier. You can just tell it's heavier. It's thicker. It's got like more iron in it. Would have she have done better on like a gentle ease kind of formula? I'm not really sure because we never like tried that. We did change them from NeoShore to just like the regular Similac one. I forget the name of it right now, but it's just like the next one that you would go to. It wasn't like a gentle one. It was just the next one. It was like the Similac, um, like Similac Blue Advantage or Advance. Similac Advance. Yes. Yeah. For my son, actually, they came out with another one. He was born 17 months later. He was on... um, the other like the next one uh, that they made after that because i don't think they make similac advance anymore Mm. it's not promoted as much anymore at least in the hospital they didn't give me that when i had him um so i don't think it was like a formula or milk allergy or anything like that it was just like tummy troubles and reflux so she needed the meds and that's okay um so if anybody's baby says reflex here, you think they have reflex here and you are worried about giving them the meds honestly if they have the reflex and the meds work it's 
awesome. Like, it's just really, really great to see your baby like not eating in pain. Um, so I totally suggest reaching out to your pediatrician if you have any concerns about reflux. Oh, it's really great in, that you have babies, firsthand sure. experience there. So does that mean it was silent reflux or was it just like when I think reflux, I mean, I think like spitting, like spitting up. So it was just like a different kind of reflux. Um, she wasn't spitting up a ton, which is why my doctor was like, eh, I don't know. Maybe she just has gas. She needs to take more breaks when she eats, you know, she needs to burp more. And I was like, all right, I'm trying all of this. Like, I remember my mom would help me a lot with the twins and we would, you know, feed them at the same time. And both of us would look at each other and be like, uh. <laughs> do you want to feed her or do you want to feed her? Because it was like, we'd have to like rock her while we were feeding her. And like, we would try everything. Like we tried feeding her in the bouncer, tried feeding her on the swing, tried feeding her like while walking. It was like everything just didn't work. And she was gaining weight. Mm -hmm. So that was always like the number one thing. You know, if the baby's gaining weight, they're not like overly concerned. Um, but I just didn't want to see my my baby in pain. I think I shared a video with yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, her and you were like, oh, geez. Yeah, we were yeah, talking not, about that. And I was like, send me the video. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it is a little bit alarming, you know, and mm -hmm. definitely breaks your heart when you see that. So if yeah. the meds are there to help, then use them. You know, you'll wean off of them eventually. And everything will be fine so did you have reflux did your babies have any reflux or anything like that i mean my baby a was definitely a spitter like this girl okay. and i joke that her sister never spit up once and i'm not lying like they were polar opposites wow. you know one's covered and spit up all the time we always had burp cloths and bibs on them and tip like don't spend a bunch of money on like burp cloths get we would just get like the use a towel. We would use the white <laughs> disposable diapers because they're not disposable, okay. reusable diapers because they're really cheap. They're white. You can just launder them really quickly. Um, so we'd have like packs of those and we'd use those for um when she ate and you know, just like lying around. Like if she went on tummy time, this girl was gonna puke. You know, and she wasn't upset about it. She just was like, hey, like, there's always mm -hmm. going to be spit up coming out of me. And my other one <laughs> never did, which is so interesting that they were that different. Different exactly. babies. Yeah. So when did you night wean? So we night weaned early. And that's just because it was our choice. And that's what we decided to do with me going back to work. My kids ate really, really well during the day. So I kind of had that rule where, and I asked the pediatrician, you know, he said, how much do they eat during the day? And of course we knew by that point because they were being bottle fed. So I could say that, yeah, they eat between like 24 and 27 ounces during the day. And that was sort of like my feel good marker of when we could wean night feeds. So we did wean them at four months. I, again, I was going back to work. I was a zombie. And that's just our personal choice um, as a family. We do teach inside of our programs that you 100% don't have to night wean. Even inside like a sleep training program, you can keep a feed up until as long as you want, right? Yeah. So we night wean them at five months um, just because that's when we also sleep train them. And I wanted to night wean them. I just didn't know how exactly. I didn't want them to be hungry at night. I didn't want to not feed them if they really needed to eat. But 
I also talked to my pediatrician as well, and their weight gain was great, even given the fact that they were premature. And they told me that um, it was fine. And they gave me their blessing regarding night weaning. And I said, okay, this is great. I really need to sleep instead of feeding them. I'd rather feed them during the day more, you know, and, and get their clocks adjusted. So that's what we did right around five months. They were fully night weaned and our sleep was also a lot better because of that. Yeah, the 24-hour diner was closed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it felt, right? Oh my goodness. I don't, I don't miss that. I don't miss that at all. And my son, same thing, single baby, also night weaned him four and a half, five months. And it was just a personal decision like you. I was okay with it. Doctor was okay with it. Growth was fine. And um, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. You know, I had a lot of built up anxiety about it for for all my kids, even even my singleton. You know, I just was like, oh, he's a boy. Maybe he needs more food. And Honestly, I, I'm really happy with how how I did it with the night weaning. But again, like you said, if if you don't want to night wean them, um, or you have a medical reason why you can't night wean your baby, then that's totally fine. We know that with children, they can sleep independently and have one night feeding. We do that all the time, right? So yeah, it's a personal decision all around. Yeah, and I think you know you want them to wake up hungry. You know, part of like the kind of aha. In the yeah, morning, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, their desired wake time. I think sometimes there's an aha moment where it's like, well, we just ate at 5 a.m. Baby gets up at 7 and they're not hungry because, you know, when we're in that night feeding, in those night feeding days or nights, it depends on if you're doing a dream feed, right? So but typically I'm seeing that parents are sometimes doing the dream feed around 10 or 11 and then the babies have that long stretch until five, but it's like, you're so close to the morning wake up and then they don't wake up hungry and then it sort of gets the feedings off for the whole day. So sometimes I do feel like that's a kind of like a graduation marker where you're like, okay, like maybe we are ready to, to night wean and sometimes kids night wean themselves, like those unicorn kids that just do it. And sometimes it's a parent led approach and that's okay. Sometimes you're feeding up until a year and it's all good, right? Just do what works for right. you. We definitely support breastfeeding, nursing, bottle feeding, all of that inside of our programs and show you how to prioritize feeding and sleep, which is really great that the feedback we get is like, wow, like my, my babies are actually eating so much better because of X, Y, and Z, right? And that's like, really mm-hmm. fulfilling our, yep. on our end to be able to help with that. Did you like starting solids? Was that fun for you guys? Or was that kind of troublesome or like, were you anxious? So yeah, I did like starting solids um, just because when my kids were like six months, they started to like go on a formula strike for oh, some reason. Like that. They weren't taking as much formula as they were before. Yeah, it was really stressful. And they both did it, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, yeah, like I'm really excited to give them solid food. Maybe they like solid food more. Um, and they did, they loved solid food. I started giving them solids right around like five, five and a half months. Um, I would have started even sooner, but my pediatrician advised because they were over a month early, kind of just cool it because their stomachs are still like premature. So I waited till five, five and a half months. I started slow. Um, I started with purees. 
I didn't go crazy and make my own prairies, guys. I don't know if you see a, um, a trend here, but I like to try and make things as easy <laughs> for myself as I can um, because I just... I don't like being stressed out. You know, I, I'm okay with not doing everything like super natural. You know, I, I, of course I know that natural stuff is great. And I, I, I totally like do that now that my kids are not on, um, purees anymore. Like I try to buy organic and do all that, but I feel like I try to do everything within reason. I use like the 80, 20 rule with everything in, in life. Right. So I got the store-bought purees. I didn't subscribe to anything. And I started like that. And my kids were on purees for not that long. Honestly, I think I just started with those because it was easiest. But then after a while, I just started giving them what we were eating and I would just make it like really small. So I guess that's somewhat of a baby led weaning approach, I guess you could call it. But I, I definitely didn't like follow any like baby led weaning program, nor did I follow like 100% purees. I kind of just like did what felt right to me. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. So yeah. I was like, all right, we'll just give them some puree. And then, you know, we started slow. I think I started with sweet potato. Um, and of course, like in the beginning, they didn't love it. But, you know, after weeks and months and stuff, they, you know, became more acclimated to the foods. And I started giving them even the protein purees pretty early on, like probably earlier than it says you should, but it was fine. Oh, like if they had, um, so yeah, they, they, they had well. like meat in it, you mean? Yeah. I think you're supposed to wait according to the, the package, oh. but I did it. And then I um, would give them just like stuff that we would eat. Um, and that I would like mash up in like a blender or something. So if there was like pasta with meatballs, for example, I would just like put it in a blender. It looked disgusting, <laughs> but they loved it. Um, so I would like spoon feed them that. And then when they got to the age that they could um, pick up food, I would just put it on their high chair tray and like let them go to town it was a mess mm -hmm. i vividly remember that so yeah I, I i started you know relatively early and i think with my son my third child i started even earlier i, I started giving him some solids right around like four and a half months um i put a little bit of baby oatmeal um, I mixed it with the formula to get him started and he did really well with that. He loved it. So yeah, I had a pretty positive experience with giving most of, well, yeah, all of my kids solids. They all took to it, um, you know, pretty quickly. I feel blessed in that regard because I know that it could be stressful for some families. It can be, yeah, it can be really stressful and like you can struggle with it and, you know, it definitely produces anxiety, like wondering how much your kids are eating. Are they eating the right foods? Are they getting the right nutrients? Allergies. Um, you know, they say that formula allergies, oh my God. Yeah. Allergies are the worst. And I know that formula is still like the number one source of food until um, kids are 12 months old. So it's a lot. It's a lot of work. What did you do? Um, well, we're uncovering ways that you and I are different as we do this podcast because I made all of my kids' baby food. <laughs> Hello. Um, See, that's just, oh my God, wild. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a couple jars and pouches here Props and there, you, but I actually honestly. really enjoyed Breastfeeding and making all the food. Yeah. Like you're a superwoman. <laughs> I mean, I actually enjoyed it. Like I had this book called Real Baby Food and I actually recommend it to clients who are working on baby led weaning or like you know, moving to solids while we're coaching. I had... 
an immersion blender. I had these silicone ice cube trays and I actually really, really loved it. I just love to like provide for them in that way. It just brought me a little bit of joy. I don't know, to like cook the sweet potatoes and like, you know, blend them down, the freeze them. And then they had these little like nice, like small ounce portions that they would eat as far as like purees. So we did that with like vegetables, fruits, um, actually had a book called Real Baby Food that I think I got it from my sister-in-law and I actually recommend it to like any client that we're in coaching with that is like, oh my gosh, we're starting solids. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to get this book. And it just really talks you through like, what are age appropriate foods? Like what are the sizes? Like what should we know about starting you know, purees and solids with babies? And I just, it gave me a little bit of confidence because Again, a lot of this feels really stressful, but looking back, I loved starting solids. Like it kind of goes synonymous with three to two eventually. And you have these longer wake windows and you're like, what do we do with these babies to keep them like up and occupied? So I have so many videos Mm -hmm. of like them in their high chairs. It was a mess, obviously. Like we had a dog at, at the time, God rest her soul, but she, she got the, the benefit of that, you know, cleaning up the floor and they just were, I felt like they were so happy in the high chairs, but I, I do know that's not the case for a lot of people. Sometimes babies get frustrated in the high chair or cranky and tired and things like that. But yeah, I, um, we did like a, I did homemade purees and then we switched to baby led weaning like pretty quickly. I mean, I have videos of them at like eight months old with like ground turkey and black beans and cheese and sour cream, you know, like, and they would just shove it in their mouths. So cute. Um, (laughs) We, when they were little, like a couple months old, we went to the the local hospital and we got CPR certified. I did want to feel like I would know what to do in a situation like that. So that was helpful. But yeah, look into that book. I'll put it into the show notes. If you're just thinking about solids, just getting started, kind of some of the different products that we used, sippy cups. That's a whole guy. We probably have an episode on sippy cups, but yeah, I felt I've used every sippy cup and straw cup too, guys. <laughs> so you can just come to me. I will tell you the best ones. They all spill FYI. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a messy, fun time. I do like tell clients in coaching when they're starting solids, like, Hey, let's not give carrots for the first time at dinner. Let's you know, let's give carrots for breakfast, even though that seems weird, but like you want to just make sure there's no like belly upset Mm because let's be honest, the diapers definitely change once we get food in there. And for sure, you know, like there's going to be some gas and some digestion issues. We want to watch for allergies. And so I know my pediatrician was like, give a food for three days. And if you don't notice anything, then you can move it to a different time of day. And it's sort of like a safe food. And so that was really helpful. Uh, Thankfully, we did not have any food allergies. You know, I hear stories about that all the time. And I peanut allergies, like there's F pies you know, things like that. Um, you wait to give like honey at a year. Is that right? A year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the only allergy we have really is the penicillin, which is kind of equally as stressful, but your kids don't have any allergies, do they? Thank God. Knock on wood. No, I did introduce high allergen foods pretty quickly though. I remember egg. I gave it right away. Peanut butter too. Same thing. I was just kind of like, 
I want to get this out of the way. Mm -hmm. Made sure my husband was home just in case. I was like feeding them and then just like checking their body. Um, But yeah, I mean, honestly, allergies can happen at any time. So I think it's just something to be um, cognizant of, you know, but um, it's definitely more stressful when they're babies and they kind of like can't tell us how they're feeling exactly. We just got to look out. Right. Um, But yeah, I always gave them high allergen foods um, pretty quickly just to just to check it off the list. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to each their own. Everybody does it at their own pace, but it is kind of like, okay, we can breathe. You know, we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about that. Totally. Um, and I did it during the day too, like you said. I never gave anything new at nighttime because I was too worried that like, oh, what about if she's allergic to this mm-hmm. and I gave it to her for dinner and I don't know. And then, yeah, no, I, I totally recommend morning, afternoon, start trying anything new. Yep. Well, thanks for listening today. We are here to share our stories. Hope you can find like, you know, a place here to kind of land and understand that we see you. We understand you. Feeding twins is very much more involved than feeding a singleton. And we're happy that we could share our own experiences there. So till next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode and conversation, be sure to leave a review or rating. Share it with a friend on social media or a family member. It's our goal to reach as many parents of multiples and singletons alike. You're not alone in your parenting journey. If you'd like to hear about a specific topic or have an episode idea, please feel free to message us. We're here to help. 